Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Floodcast. Today is day 220 of a Bible in Year Challenge, and you are welcome back. Once again, we are continuing on our readings, going through the books of Isaiah chapters 61 and 62, Ezekiel chapter 20, and Proverbs chapter 13, verses 13 to 16. So one quick note before I dive right into today's reflections. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it another time, but these recordings are my reflections on the daily readings. You would realize or find out that some reflections are longer than the others, some are shorter and straight to the point, some covers all of the books that we'll be going through for that day, some just cover a verse or a line. Um, this is just to say that this is um, the parts of the daily readings that really spoke to me and i'd just like to share that with you listening as well and so saying all of that this recordings these reflections are in no way a substitution for reading the actual verses and chapters yourself um nothing should prevent you from reading the daily readings there for your consumption there for you to meditate on and reflect on and then you can come on here just to hear my side of the conversation and also feel free to join or to add anything. I think this platform, um, Spotify or whatever platforms you are listening to this podcast on, um, has a function that lets you to um, send voice recordings or send a message. So if you feel like you want to add something from your, your reflections, um, please feel free to send that and I would make sure to mention it in the next episode because we are all learning from each other here anyways today's reflections are just going to be centered on the first verse from isaiah chapter 61 in luke chapter 4 verses 16 jesus is back in his hometown in nazareth this is the start of his ministry he is in the synagogue and he is given a scripture a scroll to read from and for of all the scrolls of all the prophetic readings they had in that time, of all the verses, Jesus chose to speak the words from Isaiah chapter 61. It says, The sovereign Lord has filled me with his spirit. He has chosen me to send. He has chosen me and sent me to bring good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to announce release to captives, and freedom to those in prison. He has sent me to proclaim that the time has come when the Lord will save his people and defeat their enemies. He has sent me to comfort all who mourn, to give those who mourn in Zion joy and gladness instead of grief, a song of praise instead of sorrow. And of course, what other verse would Jesus have chosen to begin his ministry if not this? Because this is the reason why he came. He came to give us a second chance he came to give us liberation he came to save us from our impending death and while the original prophecy from isaiah in this time was given to the israelites in exile as a way of giving hope to the israelites as a way of of prophesying that god is going to save them and bring them back from exile jesus spoke these words to us as a way of prophesying that he was going to save us in the same way But in the way of the Israelites, it was a physical exile. It was physical slavery. It was physical um, removal from their land. It was physical separation. In our time, in the time of Jesus, he came not just to save us from a physical exile, but from spiritual exile with God. Because by sin, we have been separated from God. By sin, we are taken 
from the place that was our land. We are taken from a position as sons and daughters of God, and we are heading towards death. We are heading towards separation from God, and Jesus came to save us and to bring us back home in a relationship with God. And having that in mind, um, that was one thing I got, that this is the Lenten season, and one of the major things we are reflecting on this Lent is the fact that Jesus came, Jesus suffered, Jesus died, and Jesus resurrected, and he saved us from a future that was bleak and dark and hopeless. Another thing that Lent teaches us is that we are followers of Christ, and we are to be active followers of Christ, not just passive Christians that sit on the pews on Sundays and pray indoors in the corners and comforts of our rooms and um, read our Bibles when it's only convenient. We are to be active Christians, meaning that we are to leave our faith in every ramification, in every part of our lives. And what can that look like? This Lent, we are called to imitate Christ. In when Christ came, he did not spare any chance or any um, opportunity to proclaim and to tell people that they, they don't have to remain that way, that there is a way for them to be healed from their pain. There is a way for them to be healed from their fear and from their anxiety. There's a way for them to live in peace and in joy with God. And when he was about to be taken um, and killed, he gave his disciples the Great Commission. I think that was after his death and his resurrection. Then he gave his disciples the Great Commission to go and spread the good news. And we, by faith, are also disciples of Jesus. And so this commission is also for us, that we as well should not spare any chance in telling people about the good news. So these words are not just the words of Isaiah. They're not just the words of Jesus. They are also our words, that the sovereign Lord has filled us with his Holy Spirit, He has chosen us and he has sent us to take the good news and give it to the poor, to heal the people who are brokenhearted, to announce release to captives, to free people who are in spiritual prisons or prisons of depression or prisons of bondage. He has sent us to proclaim to them, to the world that the time has come when the Lord will save his people and defeat their enemies. This is our verse. This is our responsibility. And I hope that of all things, more than anything that this land teaches us, that we cannot afford to be complacent as Christians. Um, this morning, just scrolling through Instagram, I know I shouldn't have, but I did. And one of the first things that I saw or came across was that a woman took her own life. And unfortunately, as sad as that story is, my immediate reaction to that wasn't of shock or of surprise. It was more of familiarity. Like I was... I wasn't faced because this is not a new thing. This is something I've always been hearing. I've been seeing over and over again about people committing suicide, about people plunging into depression, about people getting so weighed down by worries and anxiety that they give up all hope. This is the world we live in. There are so many broken people, so many broken homes, so many people from places that have turned them and worn them mentally and emotionally, so many people who are on the verge of giving up. And we have a good news. We have been graced by God's peace and joy. We have a message that it doesn't always have to be that way. They don't always have 
to end it all. They don't always have to give the enemy victory over their lives. That there is another way to be saved and to be liberated and to be redeemed. And for you to have that news, for you to have that message and keep it with yourself and keep it within yourself, when you're surrounded by people who need that, people who want to hear that is very, in a way, selfish. We have been given the good news to spread it and to share it. And of course, um, depending on your personality, depending on your um, level with God, that might be not as easy as it sounds. It's, it's still something I'm working on, trust me. But one thing I've learned is that in walking with God, it's not all about your strength. It's not about your capability. It's not all about the platform you have. It's all about your willingness to allow yourself to be used. There is this beautiful words um, from St. Teresa of Avila. It says, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Which is the truth. Christ died and Christ is resurrected right now. The physical body of Christ is the church. And if we refuse to allow ourselves to be used, unfortunately, because of free will, Christ cannot use us to reach people whom we were supposed to reach. And so my prayer for us today is that we allow ourselves to be used. We say yes to this call, whether or not we feel we're capable enough or we are courageous enough or we are brave enough, but that we have faith enough and we trust enough to say Yes, Lord, use me, because that is all that God needs to use us. Thank you so much for listening this far. I hope to see you guys as we continue on our Bible in the Year slash Lenten reflections. Same time, same place. Please have an amazing and a beautiful day.